0: This is a football podcast, man. Meat. Football. Good. Ben, we talk football. We eat burgers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back to the Fantasy Brothers podcast. It's Josh. It's Ben. It's week uh, three. It's still week three.
0: Week three delivered.
1: Week three came through for fantasy football. My goodness. Um, Not in
0: ways you would expect.
1: No. No, I think if you would have started just a lineup of Miami Dolphins, uh, you would have scored 200 fantasy points. You
0: won. You won.
1: (laughs) You could have started the backup receivers, the backup running backs. You'd have won your league. I I don't know. Fantasy football is a fun time. Sometimes it steals your soul. This week was one of those weeks when it's just happiness. Everybody scored.
0: I'm doing good. Actually,
1: I'm I'm going to win in every matchup that I'm in.
0: I'm currently winning like a quarter. But a lot of it depends on tonight. I'm actually watching the uh, Eagles-Tampa game right now. We will give you updates live, which we will listen to tomorrow as we watch.
1: Yeah, if Swift scores, I expect a...
0: I'm gonna flip out. I'm flipping the table. The podcast is over.
1: I expect something very excessive is for scores.
0: But so I'll be paying attention to that. But I need much my week depends on the Bengals game. I need Burrow to be okay, and I need Jamar Chase to remind the NFL just who he is.
1: Yeah. We can't have Tank Dell being a better fantasy receiver than Jamar Chase right now. It's unacceptable. We just can't, we just can't have it. And granted, it's not
0: unacceptable.
1: Granted, the Houston offense has been awesome, but that's still Wait, yeah, where it, did it doesn't that matter. Come from? I don't know, man. I really don't know because CJ Stroud apparently is the truth. That's what I'm getting. Apparently. They just mollywopped the Jaguars. Um, we've got news, we've got weenies, we've got studs on this episode. If you enjoy. If you enjoy the podcast, leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. I'm trying to get trying to get all the episodes up on YouTube. Hadn't been doing so great about can. that recently. As much as we can. There we go. Dang it, Josh. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, all right. We got a couple news things to hop into really quickly. Uh, the probably the biggest piece of news from this week so far assuming something crazy doesn't happen on Monday night. Uh, Mike Williams God, is not. assumed to have torn his ACL.
0: It is. they confirmed it today.
1: Okay. Did he have the MRI already? Yeah. Okay. Well, that is very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. I he I had think... He a great game. He did, man. He had like 130 yards. He caught a touchdown the He had your Keenan typical Allen.
0: Mike Williams game of doing nothing, nothing, and then, boom, 40 points. And
1: yeah. And then Keenan Allen had his typical Keenan Allen game, except dialed up to like 12 or something. He had his
0: just... typical Keenan Allen game times two.
1: It was crazy. I mean, it was times two, because it was 20 targets and 200 yards. He's, he's usually locked in for a good 10 targets, 100 yards every week.
0: That was... This week was... It was special, I will say that. We just kind of savor this week, because you are not going to see many like it. Yeah. And it's not that every star was good or anything, but just some of the things that happened just don't happen.
1: Right. Yeah. So with Mike Williams being out, obviously the next man up, at least in fantasy circles, we would assume it's Quentin Johnston. It hasn't been Quentin Johnston thus far this season. It's been Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer actually had four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. So he's been playing pretty well. Quentin Johnston hadn't been getting on the field the way you would like. Um, I'm curious how you feel about Johnston, how, or even Palmer, honestly, now that Williams is out.
0: I mean, obviously, the, the quick and short answer is you have to like both more. Um, I'm not going to dive or jump all in on Johnston yet. I think for the Chargers' success to continue, he's going to have to be what they drafted him to be. But I don't expect it to happen right away. I mean, obviously, I expect an uptick in targets right now. I expect an uptick in his targets for Palmer right now, all those kind of things. Um I don't I don't want it to I don't think it'll happen right away, but if the Chargers want to keep rolling the way they have, they need him to be Mike Williams, which is what they drafted him to be. Mike Williams was probably most people's pro comp to him anyway. So let's see what happens. He's gonna be better because he's I mean he's gonna get more targets, plain and simple. So we'll see.
1: You know what this really means? It means that Austin Eckler is going to get eight hundred targets out of the backfield. Don't remind me. <laughs> when players get injured, it's it's Eckler time. It's not anybody else because he doesn't share. He takes it all.
0: I was really upset because I it's just it's happening again for Herbert and I, I hate it.
1: Yeah, Eckler's been out for two weeks now. You can probably expect one more week, maybe. Um, Josh Kelly hasn't done super great. And uh now it's it's literally Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnston and Josh Palmer. That's it. Yeah. So and he's I mean, he's been good. He's been good with that, but I obviously would like more. I, I, I think it probably just means too, they're probably gonna take another receiver in the first round next year.
0: Yeah. And go get somebody who's not literally what you already had. <laughs> like Quentin Johnston is the yeah. same thing as Mike Williams. Go yeah. get they tank. They go get Marvin Harrison.
1: They will not tank, they're but not they're possible. on a. <laughs> they're one and two. They're on their way. You know, they're almost there. What really is going to happen is the Minnesota Vikings are going to go zero and seventeen and get Marvin Harrison.
0: No, if they go zero and seventeen, they're getting Caleb Williams, is what they're going to get.
1: Yeah, that's true. And give they him would.
0: to Justin Jefferson. They What's going to happen is the Bengals are going to lose tonight, shut John Joe Burrow for the season. They're going to let T Higgins walk and fa- walk, and they're going to draft Marvin Harrison.
1: What's and really then they're going to roll out,
0: out. Uh, they're going to roll out a healthy Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase on one side, Marvin Harrison on the other. Good luck.
1: That'd be terrifying. What's really going to happen though is the Bears are going to be terrible this year, fire everybody and draft Caleb Williams.
0: That that could happen. That probably <laughs> that probably should happen.
1: Justin Fields has been so bad. I don't know if he's on your weenies list or not, but he's been terrible.
0: Uh I think he yeah, he is on the weenies. Uh
1: Yep, top of the uh, wings. We'll
0: we'll get into him later.
1: Yeah. Uh, Here's a little trifecta of quarterback injuries for you. Jimmy Garoppolo has a concussion, which likely means he's going to miss next week, just the way the concussion protocol works. Um, Derek Carr injured his shoulder. Don't really know what it is yet. I've seen some people suggesting it's an AC joint sprain, which is like a couple weeks. Um, Jameis Winston is the backup. And honestly, I don't feel like it's a huge drop-off from Derek Carr to Jameis Winston. I feel like Jameis is just fine, so I'm not really downgrading any of the weapons for the Saints. In fact, I may upgrade Chris Olave.
0: I'm downgrading the team as a whole because for a pure winning factor, Derek Carr will win more games than Jameis Winston. That's true. From a fantasy perspective, he made Mike Evans and Chris Godwin amazing because he would throw three pick sixes a game and four touchdowns. (laughs)
1: If if anything we know about Jameis Winston, it's that he if will throw the ball downfield. If old school
0: Jameis comes back, then you upgrade everyone.
1: Yeah, unless he just starts dunking the ball in the flats to out- Camara, they'll he be. He
0: didn't do that last year.
1: You're right. He didn't. He didn't throw the ball to running backs hardly at all last year. It was still. That's because he's stuff throwing.
0: He's throwing it down the field. Someone down there is going to catch it. Be it a saint, be it someone, be it a defender, someone's catching this football.
1: He is the Saints version of Effett Jamar down there somewhere. I like it. I don't mind it at all. Cuz I don't
0: care about the Saints, so I like it. <laughs>
1: uh, the other thing here is Patrick Mahomes sprained his ankle. And yeah. it was like at the very end I of don't that even game. I remember that. It was the very end of the game. I mean, they were up like 41 to nothing and the guard rolled up on him and he tweaked his ankle. It looked from the video like a low ankle sprain. So that is at least positive. And he's a quarterback, so, I mean, he can, frankly, he can play through an ankle sprain and be okay. Um, I'm not sure if he'll miss any time. I don't know what the, I don't know, the injury folks have said online about it yet. But it looked like if he had to play, he could. I don't know if they'll sit him out because it's regular season games and they're just different. I don't know.
0: I mean, I hadn't even heard about this. I saw him in the interviews after the game. He looked like he was walking fine to me. So, I'm, I, I obviously, since I just heard, just heard about this, I haven't looked into it, but my gut tells me this is nothing to worry about.
1: He's probably fine. He's probably fine. I think it's, if nothing else, you just monitor the practice reports, and then if he logs a couple limiteds or something throughout this I'm week, not, you're fine. Yeah, I'm you're not good.
0: worried about Patrick Mahomes.
1: All right. The weekly weenies—the moment Ben has all been waiting for—hit yes. us with them.
0: All right, let's tear apart some millionaires. Justin Fields. <laughs> Justin Fields is a bad quarterback. I—I I think that's. This is it's multiple parts kind of thing. A, I don't think Justin Fields is very good. Scored eleven points. 11 for 22, 99 yards, Yikes. only rushed for 47 yards. I draft you to rush for 100 yards, Justin. Yikes. So it would be better than that. He's his, his coaching staff is horrible. I'm not going to argue there. But you also don't go out there and throw your coaching staff under the bus Yeah. in your post-game interviews. That's not good, Justin. That is That is not good at all. That does not bode well. For his future in Chicago or anywhere, and it may be the coaches. I like I said, I think they're horrible. They're not helping Justin Fields, but Justin Fields is also not helping himself. So yeah, if I you think it's,
1: yeah. I don't know, if, I don't know if you've watched any of like the film breakdowns of his first three weeks now. Um, I haven't watched a ton. They are. I haven't watched like extensively but I've watched enough to know the common theme with Fields right now is that he's holding the ball way too long. He's super indecisive, just making terrible decisions overall. Like stuff that is there, he's not taking advantage of it. And granted, the the scheme is not great. The coaches aren't doing him a bunch of favors either. So like you're right, it's everybody is kind of at fault here, but the stuff that's there Justin is not taking advantage of it he's basically making everything worse it's not like he's doing the best he can with you know a terrible deck of cards if you will yeah he's he's making it worse
0: it's a bad situation that he is not improving yeah all right number two daniel jones oof daniel jones is more of a good player in just a just a bad situation he's got no weapons he was going up against the best defense in the nfl I put him on this list as weenies, but I I more just feel bad for (laughs) Daniel Jones. It was a predictable weenie week. Please get my man some help. Yeah. All right. I'll leave Daniel Jones alone for the most part. Jameer Gibbs. Good and bad things to take about this. David Montgomery's out, so I freaking wanted him to be amazing against the Falcons. Uh, Turns out the Falcons actually have a pretty good defense. The workload was there. He wasn't, honestly, terrible with the workload. 17 carries, 82 yards. Just didn't score, didn't pop off any big plays. Only had two targets, surprisingly. But, honestly, the games that you really want Gibbs in are going to be the shootouts, and that just wasn't a shootout. The The Falcons were just completely anemic on offense, so I think the, the Lions were pretty much just content to... You know, run out the clock and just let that be it. But still, I expect better from Jameer Gibbs. He's explosive. I want to see explosive. I'm tired of it. I'm ready. I paid a ton to get him.
1: This is not a... Jameer Gibbs was terrible. I think he scored nine PPR points, which isn't amazing, but it's not awful. It doesn't kill I want 30. (laughs) Most of this is Ben is so heavily invested and expecting so much and not getting it, which I understand. He
0: didn't go out there and was awful for your fantasy team, but he didn't win me weeks. I want you to win me weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: Same thing with B. John Robinson. Dude had like eight points in happy One great. One great. I think it's because the fa- I, I I should put honorary honorary Arthur Smith here because you, you your, your offense is horrible. You're an offensive coach who likes to run the ball.
1: Like, <laughs> He's a defensive coach, let's be honest.
0: B. John, it's not your fault, but you're on the weenies because of your coach. Next, Brees Hall. I don't know what more to say than it's the Jets.
1: It's, it's going, not Brees Hall's fault.
0: It's going to be hard to be good on the Jets. Sorry, Brees. They put you here, not me. Derrick Henry. What what happened? I know he was banged up, but like he's getting out-snapped by... What's their backup?
1: Tajay Spears.
0: Tajay Spears. And he's getting Derek out-snapped. Henry... Not,
1: not by a little. He's getting
0: out-snapped by a lot.
1: Yeah, Derrick Henry didn't have a single third down snap and they got crushed by Cleveland. So he was basically game scripted out and it's no longer the situation where Derrick Henry is the end all be all in the backfield for them. It's a committee and Tajay Spears is a third down back and so they were getting smoked and Tajay was on the field.
0: But at one point during the game, and this was early on in the game, Tajay Spears had 20 snaps to Derrick Henry's seven. Yikes. The game was still close at that point. Yikes. I don't know if if maybe it's the injury lingering and they're being careful with him or is is he finally out of juice? I don't know.
1: I don't know, dude. It's it's a very curious situation. It's one of those things I want to monitor. I will say though, we tried to warn people. It's not quite going to be the Derrick Henry of old and turns out it's not quite the Derrick Derrick Henry of old.
0: All right. Well, moving on. Alabama running back number 2 uh <laughs> Najee Harris. Yikes. I mean he he was still got the ball a lot. Typical Najee Harris workload, he had nineteen carries, zero catches, zero targets.
1: Yikes, man.
0: Uh just nineteen carries and sixty five yards.
1: That's I not mean, good, is that's
0: it? That's not good. Start not good. to panic on Najee Harris, that's all I can say. Start start to panic.
1: You wanna know something uh, funny with Najee?
0: Yeah.
1: He's averaging his highest. <laughs> He's, yes, he's averaging his highest yards per carry for his career this year. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He's averaging 3.97 yards a carry. That's not and good. And that, that is the highest of his career.
0: That is not good.
1: With no pass catching work, Najee Harris is uh, he's not startable.
0: Okay, well, let's move on to another running back that we really like. And it's just not coming together. Uh, Javante Williams, he's getting most of the work. And, I don't know, you can partially uh, account this up to the... To, I mean, they just got railroaded by the Miami Dolphins. They got I mean,
1: murdered. We will historic, talk about this matchup quite a bit on this a episode. A loss
0: against the Miami Dolphins. Still, Javante Williams, is. he's been on this... I don't think he's been on the weenies yet, but he probably should have been. Because he's been on... He's done the same game. I don't know if you paid attention to this, Josh. The same thing every single week. Week 1, 13 carries, 52 yards, 4 catches. Week 2, 14 carries, 44 yards, 2 catches. Week 3, 11 carries, 42 yards, 2 catches. He's doing the same thing every week. He's getting between 14 and 11 carries for about 45 yards, and he's getting 2 catches. Yep. He's done that three weeks in a row now.
1: Same thing. We just need him to score. If he would score, he could have a pretty decent fantasy week. And if the offense could, it's like the offense hasn't been terrible, but I need them, I just need more work for Javante. I need him to ramp up, and it will over the course of the season, and I just need him to score. That'd be great. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I'm sorry, Javante, it's just not panning out for you. Uh, He was a mainstay last year. I thought we were going to change the trajectory week one when he had a great week. But this is two weeks in a row. Welcome back, Calvin Ridley. There was an injury scare. I mean, I get that. I I held my breath. I know. But still, you only had three catches for 40 yards against Houston. Not only did you have that against Houston, you got blown out by Houston. Blown out. Yep. Badly. Calvin Ridley is back. Speaking of his former teammate, they're, they're going to think we're just recycling our same material from last year, and we are. It's because they're doing the same thing as last year. Kyle Pitts, welcome back. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. He actually had his biggest target share of the year, and possibly ever. He had nine targets.
1: That's incredible. only caught
0: five of them because those are probably the only catchable five of them. <laughs> And that I didn't pan out. I don't even remember what his target or yards was. I think he had like forty yards or something. Yeah, Kyle. I'm sorry. I don't want to put you here. Your coach put you here. Uh, it was so
1: unfortunate to see that one deep target to start the game where he, he beat the safety walked
0: in for a ninety yard touchdown. But Des, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make an audible here. Desmond Ritter. Yes. I didn't put him on here. I don't know why I didn't. He's terrible. Maybe it was just because he wasn't a star that underperformed. He's not a star. He's not even a starter, or at least he shouldn't be. He is awful. Awful.
1: (laughs) How do you feel about your Falcons right
0: now, Ben? Uh, Good that they lost because I want them to keep losing. I want them to lose every single game the rest of the year and then fire Arthur Smith. I want to lose every single game.
1: They looked so bad, dude. I don't
0: even want them to be close. I want to lose like 42 to nothing every game. It is nothing against Bijan, Drake London, or Kyle Pitts. I love all three of those players very, very much. I just hate the man they play for.
1: And and the fact that Desmond Ritter is a subpar starting quarterback. He's not good. He, he's not a starting quarterback. He is not starting caliber. There are backups in this
0: league that are leaps and bounds better than he is. Gardner Minshew. Taylor Heineke, who's on our team. I think he is better than he Desmond be. Ritter. I honestly would like us to keep starting Desmond Ritter so that we keep <laughs> losing and, you know, go, go get him beat up by somebody. I could Yeah, that would work. I'm fine
1: with that. That would work.
0: Uh, Darren Waller, uh, product of the situation, I'm sorry, you don't deserve this, but you're on the yeah. weenies because you had three catches for like 12 yards against the 49ers. It's not good. Brutal. And surprising one on the list, Mark Andrews. A surprising loss from the Ravens. I don't really know what happened there.
1: I don't know either, dude. That was, it was such a weird, they just very strange. They couldn't score. I mean, what was that? I feel like, I don't know what it was. I felt like they couldn't throw the ball at all. It was just short stuff. And they, they had, I did not see a single deep pass. And I watched most of the entire game. I didn't see a yeah. single bomb. I don't know.
0: It was, it was ugly.
1: It was very weird. Very weird game. I think that's it. I'll stop yelling. <laughs> all right. Studs. Something to be excited about cuz there was a lot of it. Unless you played
0: against them this week and then I'm sorry to be bringing back flashbacks.
1: If you played against Miami Dolphins this week, I I I'm so sorry because there's nothing you could you have lost. done. You lost. You you just you did. There's absolutely nothing you could have done. Um all right. Yes, you know how many seven.
0: times in 100 years of the NFL that's happened? This Three. is the third. Three. This is the third.
1: And they ever. could have kicked a field goal at the end to set the record for points in a game. Yeah, Mike and McDaniel was nice. He pulled off the gas at the end, kneeling when they could have set the NFL points record. Yeah. But I digress. Devon A. Chain. We need to have a talk about Devon A. Chain. 51.3 PPR points. He had 200 yards and two touchdowns and I think another 40 yards and two touchdowns through the air. Wow. Well, I mean, the, I think what's so wild about this is just like the way it happened because we were watching the games together, and it was it was great. We were sitting at the sports bar hanging out, and we look over, and about every five minutes we see, oh, the Dolphins scored again. <clears throat> and like in the first half it was just Raheem Mostert highlights over and over. I think he had like two touchdowns at half, 25 points or something. And then I go look, I'm just scrolling through my fantasy teams and I've got Devon A-Chain on my bench. And I go, oh, wow. A-Chain's got like 15 points in the first half. Wow. He scored a touchdown. And then the second half, he breaks off a bunch of long runs, ends up with 200 yards on the day, but it wasn't like it was one run that got in there. Like, dude had... I mean, at one point it was like 6 for 70, 9 for 90, 11 for 120, and then he ends up with 18 for 200, whatever it was. Whoa. Just a outlier of outlier games.
0: Historic game.
1: Yes. That being said, with Raheem Mostert, I think Mostert went 13 for 80 and had three touchdowns and maybe another receiving touchdown. I think between yeah, the two of them there were seven eight seven catches
0: for 60 yards and another touchdown.
1: That will do it. They both dominated in the receiving game. They both dominated on the ground. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. That being said, though, we've got to figure out what we're doing with this backfield because that was, even though A-Chain was the backup, that was the kind of performance that at least, at the very least, earned him a bigger role. And I'm just curious what we do with that.
0: I really am not sure. I mean, Tyreek or not Tyreek Hill. Um, Jalen Waddle didn't play, so yep. that's got to factor in some. So there was a lot of, a lot of open potential. Um, he did most of his work in the second half when the game was just completely out of hand. So, I think though he you did factor that into, and I'm not saying that he hasn't earned more targets or touches. He absolutely has because you don't just do that on a fluke. He's yeah. very good. I'm also trying not to overreact just because it was in fact a historic game like that never happens. Yes. And it probably will never happen again. But that being said, this this is this is one of the greatest offenses I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah.
1: There's also the Jeff Wilson comes back in week five. Yeah, and true. I don't know what to do with this backfield because, I mean, if you've had Raheem Mostert, the first three weeks have been fantasy gold for you. He's a top five running back. And then just for a dude to come in off the bench and have 200, I mean, that's, that's just crazy. That's yeah. nuts. And then Wilson, honest to goodness, might be the best runner of the three. It adds a wrench. So, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do with this other than I I, I would for sure grab him off of waivers. And I know a lot oh, of people yeah, will.
0: I think Mostert, you still, is the guy you start confidently. I think he's, because he, he, they took him out of the game, you know, later than A-Chain. So, he's this starter still, I think. So, I, I'm still good t- putting him in two as a top five quarterback. I mean... Yeah. What else can you say there? Tyreek Hill is the wide receiver one
1: He's scoring so much.
0: I don't know. I don't know if for fantasy. I think I prefer Hill for fantasy. For real life, I don't know if it's him or Jefferson. They are both just on another level right this moment. And we
1: say that, and Justin Jefferson has uh, put in between 140 and 155 yards each of his three games.
0: He has 450 yards receiving in three weeks.
1: That's nuts.
0: That is an, an insane numbers.
1: He's about to have 1,000 yards in seven games.
0: <laughs> so, Gosh. yeah, I think you still start the same Miami players you, you have. You obviously pick up Devon A. Chain. If you haven't, everyone else, I'm not really thinking too much about it. Like Robbie Anderson all them got garbage time touchdowns from Mike White of all people. Yep. That that's how bad this game was is that Mike White's throwing 70 yard touchdowns.
1: Mike White had two pass attempts for 70 yards and a touchdown.
0: All that crap that Sean Payton like Sean Payton actively called out Nathaniel Hackett many yep. times in the offseason. And for good reason. Nathaniel Hackett is not a good coach. I'm not going to sit here and defend him at all. He's bad. But he didn't do that. You just got railroaded
1: this is worse, different,
0: though. Worse than this guy ever got.
1: This is different because the, team, I, the offense is significantly better this year. The problem is the defense is significantly worse.
0: They, they gave up.
1: I don't know what it was because, like, they had – They gave up. There were stretches last year when it was like, this is the best defense in the NFL. If their offense was just competent. They'd be a playoff team. And it's somehow completely flipped where the offense is – I mean, so far they've been honestly above average. They've been pretty decent. The defense has been so bad, like league worst bad. I mean, you can't allow 30-plus points to the commanders who got absolutely boat-raced by the Bills a week later and then allow 70. I know the Dolphins are great, but 70. I mean, come on. That was wild.
0: This is different. I I honestly think that they've they've lost the team. Like Sean Payton's lost them. Russell Wilson has lost them they traded they traded stuff to get Sean Payton like picks to get him I yeah. I honestly don't know where you go from here other than you just you clean house and and
1: start over from They probably a real life won't. perspective They're not going to do that. They honestly they're probably going to figure it out to some extent. Um I just I don't know. I think I'm so, Sunday was the sort of game that you just literally ball it up and throw it away.
0: I'm so unbelievably excited for the Bills-Dolphins next week.
1: That is going to be incredible. Oh my
0: gosh, that is going to be an exciting game.
1: I'm so curious to see if the Bills defense can slow them down at all. Because it the Bills defense it, has been They won't give up great. 70. They, no, they, they will not. They will not give up 70. <laughs> they will not. But will they give up 30? I don't know.
0: I think no matter what, you're going to have to score 30 points to beat Miami. I don't, I don't care who it is. Miami will put up 30 points. You will have to match them.
1: What if Tua goes out and wins the MVP this year?
0: Right now, he is the MVP.
1: I don't know. I don't know if the NFL media—we're going to consider ourselves NFL media for a second. I don't know if we would handle Tua Tagovailoa being the MVP.
0: I mean, uh, think about it for a second. the qu- The question has always been, or at least not always been, but the past year si- since last year is, can Tua stay healthy? Because if they stay he, he stays healthy, then they'll be great. So, yeah. I don't think we should be surprised that he's great. I think we'll be surprised if he makes it through the year. Fair. So I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's that's my take on it.
1: All right, let's talk but about some of these we, other stuff. I
0: didn't think would be this good. So yeah, let's move on. Did we? You can find a ton of other places and other people who have talked to a great extent about this game. It was unbelievable. Yep. Let's keep going.
1: All right, Keenan Allen. Oh my God. Twenty targets. 13 receptions, no, 18 receptions. He tied
0: Antonio Brown's record.
1: Gosh, 46.5 PPR points. We had four players above 40 PPR points this week. Four. I'm pretty wild. sure all of 2022 in PPR, all of 2022, I think we had like five or six 40-point scores.
0: That's insane.
1: Including quarterbacks.
0: That's insane.
1: Not a single quarterback has scored 40 points yet, but we've got a billion players doing it. Uh, crazy. Crazy. Um, he was electric. Some of this was the Vikings' defense is terrible, and the Chargers had to have it, had to throw, and Justin Herbert is uh, he's incredible. He's fantastic. We'll talk about him, too. I mean, we should probably just talk about him now because we're talking about the Chargers. Yeah, let's, but, let's do all of them. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert has 32 fantasy points. Um, I pulled that from a league that does five points per touchdown, so it'll be a little bit different based on scoring settings. But still, 400 yards, three touchdowns, 40 of 47. And he didn't even throw one that Keenan Allen got because Keenan Allen also threw a touchdown to Mike Williams. It's wild. Never, it's just- <laughs> If only we could have predicted it. Oh wait, we did.
0: Gosh. Like 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 I've been saying the past few weeks, if you if it's a Vikings game, fire up everyone. Fire up everyone on the Vikings. Fire up everyone against the Vikings. Yeah, it's gonna be a shootout.
1: It's getting to the point where the Bears are the number one matchup for running backs, and the Vikings are the number one matchup for receivers. It's just, if you've got somebody against the Vikings secondary, fire him up. If you got a running back against Chicago, fire him up. And you know who plays Chicago next week? The Broncos. The Broncos. <laughs> Maybe Javante will can finally, finally put it there. together. Maybe yeah. he'll finally put it together. Maybe they'll get a win. They can get and the win Mike, column playing the, the Bears.
0: With Mike Williams' injury, too, like you've got to really bump up Keenan Allen. Is he top five from here on?
1: Is, About, uh, I mean, Pretty much. They're about, especially without Eckler there, because, and maybe because Williams is gone, Eckler coming back doesn't inhibit him as much. But like Eckler historically has uh, eaten into Keenan Allen's workload just because they have historically kind of worked in the same areas of the field. But this year, Kellen Moore is using Keenan Allen further downfield. Then Keenan Allen's been used in previous years. He's not, he's not just a slant guy right now this year. He's, he's doing a lot more than that. He's looked really, really good. Yeah. So, yeah, Keenan Allen's for sure a top eight a receiver at this point, I feel like.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Devontae Adams on Sunday Night Football came through. He had. Well, did if, he have 20 he targets as well?
0: I'm going up against him in the main, our main Dynasty League.
1: Oh, yeah, of course.
0: If if Devontae Adams is playing me, I'll go ahead and just let you guys know every week You know when we're doing our preview so you can know what to expect. Because if he's going up against me, he's going to absolutely dominate. He, <laughs> he's been my <laughs> kryptonite for five years.
1: He's the wide receiver two on the week. He can't even get a wide receiver one out of it, but he has 13 oh, ooh, catches, ooh. 172, and two touchdowns. I'm so sorry for you.
0: Actually, I am sorry for you if you started Devontae Adams, but we're facing the Miami Dolphins guy. Oh. Because you lost that matchup. I'm sorry.
1: There's got to be a team somewhere that started Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams and still lost.
0: You know how good that dude had to feel going into that week? And they then were like, this, Joker fire, this Joker had Tua, Mostert, and Tyreek.
1: Probably scored 175 or 180 and What lost? the heck? <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, no, Devontae Adams looked great. Um, I would probably temper expectations next week though if Jimmy Garoppolo's out yeah. but dude is dude's great he's gonna have he's gonna have weeks like this there's gonna probably be three or four of them where he just goes nuclear and there's really not a whole lot you can do about it he's obviously the focal point of that passing offense it's yeah. it's Devonte Adams and even though they've got some other targets it is Devonte Adams Devonte Adams Devonte Adams yeah I think at one point he had seven of Garoppolo's first ten pa- uh, passes
0: I believe it. He had like 19 points in the first quarter.
1: It was crazy. It was crazy. Um Adam Thielen. Didn't think you'd be talking about him, did you? No. <laughs> 31 and a half PPR points because Andy Dalton threw the coming. ball like 50 times. Andrew. That was that was something. That was I I don't know what to tell you. There's nothing you can take away from this. You don't other than you will not see this again all year. <laughs> um, Adam Thielen has 100 plus yards, uh, touchdown. You know, it's it's not going to happen again. So I guess trade high on him if you can. That's about all I can tell you to do with this one.
0: Yeah, that's that's about where I would be.
1: Um, Kenneth Walker, he, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I literally told you so. <laughs>
0: He's the guy in that backfield.
1: He <laughs> was my start of the week. I'm patting myself on the back for that one. Uh, yeah, no, he's the guy. He's for sure the guy. Zach Charbonnet only had nine and, carries. And
0: Charbonnet looked good, though. Like He was yeah. he was very explosive when he touched the ball yesterday.
1: Yeah, I mean, both looked really good. And I think you have to be encouraged if you do have Charbonnet because in the event that Kenneth Walker goes down with an injury, Charbonnet's a great play. I think both are very, very good. Nothing has soured me on either one of them. But because of the way they're using Kenneth Walker, he's a stud. I mean, he's getting all the work, all the valuable work, all the work. He even had some uh, pass catching to mix in there as well. There was one play where I think he took like a a little out route and took it 15 yards or something. It was filthy. He's he's so good. Yeah. I kind of wish I didn't trade him in a lot of the leagues that I have traded him.
0: I still can't get anything for him.
1: I still have a 25 first round pick that's got your name on it.
0: I want more than that.
1: <laughs> um, okay, Sam Laporta. The uh, what? What? Where? What, what do we? What do we do with him? Where do we rank him?
0: I I think we talked about this. You know, when we were at the restaurant, I he's got to be top five for me. I mean, it's Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson are kind of the clear elite three. I do still think there's a ga- There's a drop off. And then it's maybe Kittle, and then him. Like I right now, I prefer him to Darren Waller. I prefer him to Kyle Pitts. I prefer him to Dallas Goddard. Yep, he's a top five tight end for me until further notice.
1: What about him versus Evan Ingram?
0: I would I I take Laporta.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean Laporta hasn't killed you yet. He's getting a solid target share every single week. And in a game when they blasted, blasted the Falcons from the get-go, he had 11 targets. Josh Reynolds did nothing in this game. He goose-egged. So it was Amon-Ra had 11 targets. Sam Laporta had 11 targets. That was the passing game, essentially. It was just the two of them. So I don't know. I think at the very least you can take away from this, he's going to be really, really good. And um, you just keep firing up. I would... I would consider him a top five tight end right now. I think he is basically him and Darren Waller going forward are the same to me.
0: Yeah. I think, I think just given the offense, and I can, I can see an argument for, for wanting Waller over him or at least equal to him. But just based on the offense, I think he's, I think he's safer right now.
1: Yeah. And even when Jamison Williams comes back, it's not like Jamison Williams is going to eat into what he does. Jamison is a downfield threat. And Josh Reynolds, who I would think would probably eat into it more because he's going to work the middle of the field, he hasn't stopped Laporta. And I can't really see a a scenario where Jamison coming back would sort of uh, slow that down.
0: Yeah. I think if they're on
1: schedule, Laporta's part of it.
0: Can I pause for one moment just to admire the Bengals' all-white uniforms? They are. Oh, they're nice. Those are the they are best. Nice. Those are one of my favorite uniforms in the NFL. Is I've it the that black going now?
1: The black visors? Yeah. Just those all are
0: nice. I like all all white or like all one solid color or anything, but the, just those with the the black outlines and the visors, it is clean.
1: That's nice. That's nice. All right. The last stud here that I figured I would put in here because over the weekend when you were hanging out with me, it was a whole meme how I don't like Zach Moss. He heard you. I guess I can't dislike Zach Moss anymore. He had 30 carries for 120 yards and 22.5 PPR points.
0: As long as he's the starting running back in that lineup and on that team, he's going to have value. He's going to be good.
1: I, you're right. I hate to say it, but yeah, he is startable until, until Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor comes back, which could if be Jonathan as soon Tay- as week five.
0: If Jonathan Taylor returns.
1: Yeah. I think, if nothing else, though, it sort of just gets me more excited for Jonathan Taylor coming back. Because if Zach Moss can be this good, Jonathan Taylor should be amazing. I'm, I hope he's watching right now and being like, oh, I could do that.
0: Puka Nakua is catching passes again. Just, oh, thank just God. Just another side note. Live, live think, updates that you will listen to
1: tomorrow. A thing we love to see. All right. Anything else on this one?
0: What a week. What Any today?
1: takeaways for the people?
0: Uh don't overreact to Miami,
1: but blow but all your fab on Day Jane.
0: Yep. I would <laughs> I would do that. Maybe not all of it, but a a very a very sizable amount.
1: I will be doing that in the leagues that I don't already have him, funny enough. I think in all the redraft leagues I already had him. <laughs> so I don't have to do the fab dump. Yep. But I, It's exciting. It's exciting times. All right. That'll do it from us. We will see you later this week. I think we're doing our week four preview and all that fun jazz. We'll see you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Brothers Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode and want to connect to us, follow us on Instagram at FantasyBrothers underscore or on Twitter at FantasyBros underscore. If you want to support the show, you can do that at Patreon forward slash Fantasy Brothers.